1: And welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. I am Mike Heck. We have dusted off the matchmaking hats after a rare weekend off from the program last week. But I feel like we gave you a lot of fun, original content for our first ever All-Star Weekend here at MMAFighting.com. But the UFC did return with UFC Vegas 56 on Saturday and that means we return with this program as well. And by we, I mean myself and the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the prince of positivity, and just the bestest friend ever, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Hello, sir.
0: Hello my best friend. This is weird. Like we it's weird we have so much time in between the actual ending of Saturday's show and our own show um so we should both be well rested i'm not because i party like a rock star as you know i didn't i was not responsible you know it's, it's a saturday night it's, a saturday. it's not like it's like oh ufc's over at seven now i can be in bed by 10 30 no i gotta go out there and, and do my thing i gotta hit the streets you know what i mean i gotta hit the streets i gotta hit the sheets you know what i'm saying like, so what did you do i have to know i was just playing a lot of video games oh fair enough Fair. Yeah. enough. online all right I was, oh wow well, that changes everything solo, i'm not just soloing i'm playing I'm interacting <laughs> what game
1: uh, games.
0: that's very old not old I mean it's like a year old now but it was it was recently it was recently uh free put out for free uh, Borderlands 3 so I'm like oh well fr- free is a very good price so uh, I've been playing that with some friends and family so you yeah does this man know how to party or what oh, listen, I don't want to <laughs> you don't even want to know <laughs>
1: Well, let's get into some matchmaking. That is a party in its own right. Let's start with the main event, the one that everybody was clamoring for. A.K. Alexander Volkov gets it done. You can rip referee Herb Dean if you want. I thought the stoppage itself was fine. The hokey pokey action of it all, not okay with. But either way, Drago wins. Stops Jarziny Rosenstrike in just over two minutes. He looked good. He avoided losing two in a row for the first time in his UFC career. And normally after these main events, it's pretty easy, AK. We kind of know where it's going, but this is a tough one because he's fought most of the guys in his wheelhouse already and not all that long ago. So what do we do now? Because he doesn't climb up the rankings or get any closer to a title shot
0: with this win in reality. What do you think? This took forever. (laughs) This took forever. I thought it would be like somewhat easy just because, you know, anytime someone's in the top 10, you kind of just sort of count down and like, okay, well, he's fought this person. He's fought this person until you land on a name that he hasn't fought that isn't booked. Um, But as you said, he's fought all these guys in the top 10 or these guys are booked or at least rumored to be fighting everyone within the like within 10, 15 spots of him. So, so that was pretty really tricky. I thought I'd have a harder time with like some of the the uh, debutantes that were on the main card, but actually, because there's so many options usually, it actually wasn't that difficult. So for Volkov, uh, geez, I settled on. Oh. <laughs> All right, Mike. Here's how you know how this this pick broke me. There was a lot of controversy by the finish, right? Yes. <laughs> we really didn't get to see a lot of action, right? And I think both guys were unharmed. Would you agree with that as well? <laughs> I would agree with that. Run it back. <laughs> run it back. Volkov, Jarzino 2. headline it again. UFC, look, they got a lot of cards to fill. Guess what, UFC, you just got another free Apex headliner. Run it back. Uh, bad blood, you know. Uh, bad blood. Or bring Herb Dean back. Recreate, recreate the circumstances as much as you can, and let's uh, let's just run this one back because he really has fought everybody else. Um, there's some good suggestions later. I'm sure you'll have one it as well, Mike. But I said, screw it, screw it. We, the, how long was the fight? Two minutes, twelve seconds. Yep, that's not. We don't know. We didn't. We don't know who the better fighter is.
1: That is very interesting. <laughs> Man, I might actually. You got me thinking. I'm not changing my mind. This was really hard. I was thinking, if Derek Lewis loses to Sergey Pavlovich then maybe we do the Derek Lewis rematch because I'm sure Volkov would love that fight. But I kind of feel like Derek Lewis should fight Jairzinho no matter what happens since people have been asking for that fight for quite some time. Oh, God. The hashtag, get it ready. Alexander versus Alexander. I think Alexander Romanov is the answer here. Let's just throw this monster in there with Alexander Volkov. And let's see which first name Alexander is better. The one with an E or the one without. And let's just see if Mr. Romanov can swim with the Sharks. I think it's worth a look. I think it's worth seeing if this guy is a top 10, close to a top 5 guy. Let's throw him in there with Volkov and see how he does.
0: Yeah, I I, I thought of the, the only thing is I had picked uh, Romanov as my wild card the last time Romanov fought, and I went with uh, March and Tabora. But the Volkov fight makes a lot of sense, and uh, Tabora would be a big step up, but Volkov would be an even bigger like huge huge step up compared to the competition that Romanov is facing in the UFC. So yeah, I mean, look, that's I think that is the right test for him. I like that. I like Tabora, I like uh, Arlovsky. but I think I had some other weird pick for Arlovsky. So really, any any of these, either a couple of guys in the top ten, or you have. Uh, or uh, you give uh, Romanov or on something, but yeah, no, this is um, I, I I I sense this is almost like crystal ball pick. I don't know if it's a pick that you would want, but I feel like it's something that they would do.
1: Yeah, I think it's very likely possibility that this fight happens if Greg Hardy can fight Alexander Volkov early in his career. I think Alexander Romanov has earned the right to get this fight with maybe an extra win or two under his belt. Let's go to the co-main event because Mavzar Evloev is officially a big, big problem, A.K. tremendous performance against Danny Gay. I think the world of Danny Gay and Evloev just put a beating on him. No one has really put a beating on Danny Gay quite like that. They've won decisions, and they've wore him out a little bit, but no one has really just busted him up like that. He calls out Arnold Allen. I loved the call-out. But at the same time, if I'm Arnold Allen, I'm not going anywhere near this guy. So I will stay consistent. There's a big one coming up, a big main event in a couple of weeks between Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett. I think if Evloyev should fight the loser of that one. What say you?
0: Oh, I'm kind of in a conundrum now because I thought you were going to say Arnold Allen or Bryce Mitchell, and then I was going to go with the one you didn't, you didn't pick. So I had a little strategy there. Sorry, man. It's fine. I like I like the cater Emmett uh, possibility as well, um, and I have them both ranked higher than than Bryce Mitchell and Arnold Allen, so that'd be a, that'd be a nice jump up for for Evoyev. Uh I'll lean towards Allen then. I'll lean towards Allen. I do like the call out. I I do think Al. I don't think Allen. I, I know you are saying he should avoid him. I don't think Allen will. Uh, I think he'd love to see that name on that contract sent his way, because um, he needs. I mean, I think in a lot of people's eyes, Evloev jumped over him with this if he wasn't already ahead of him in some people's rankings uh he jumped over him uh, with this win over ige just because Allen, again there's just these little weird asterisks some of the guys he's beaten like uh again dan hooker a ranked guy yes but not ranked at featherweight and then you can go down the list and say oh this person's a good name but whatever they're there this this is why you know it doesn't improve arnold allen's standing in the in the rankings that much uh so i think allen still still wants that signature win and i think if he fought avloyev and beat him I mean, I, then there's no more questions. And I, even if he loses to Floyd, even if he ends up taking that first UFC loss, I don't think it would be bad for him. I, I think Arnold Allen himself needs to get a better gauge of like, okay, where am I as a contender? Am, am I really a? top? Could I be a top five guy now, or am I a step away? Because he he is he is, look nine nine straight wins in the featherweight division. I don't care who you're fighting, it's insanely hard to do. Um, so he he certainly has the credentials of someone who who should be in the top ten, possibly top six or seven. Um, But he still needs that signature win. Evloyev could be it. So I do like the Arnold Allen callout. And I think they should they should get on the same page with that.
1: Yeah, I love the callout as well. If Arnold Allen takes that fight, he's an absolute G. And if they set that one up for London, that's a great opportunity for both guys. So they make it. I am watching the hell out of it. But if I'm Arnold Allen, I'm defending that ranking and just calling for that zombie fight and hoping I get it. So Let's stick at 145, Lucas Almeida had himself a hell of a debut, stops a game, Mike Trezano in the third round, super fun fight, Almeida gets it done, can't really be too wrong with this one, AK, so we'll kick it off with you, what do you think for Mr. Almeida? Uh,
0: I kind of went the same direction for both uh, Lucas Almeida and Karina Silva, so a little spoiler, a little teaser, I should say, ahead of there, because uh, you could kind of match them up with other people who are, you know, would have one and two, three fights in the OC. But I think they both entered, uh, you know, they both entered the octagon with a little bit more experience than the average newcomer. So I, I did. So I'm saying throw both these fighters kind of into the fire. For Lucas Almeida, I'm thinking I'm going Andre Feely. Uh, yeah, I know we're going a guy with almost 20 UFC fights against a guy who just made his debut. But the UFC has shown in the last couple of years that they are not against that. uh, uh again you know and and they take into account again outside of the ufc experience as they should as they should so i don't know how good lucas almeida is but i was very impressed i think he's super exciting andre feely i want to see is he really trending in the wrong direction or is he the kind of guy that he just has the misfortune of being in the loaded in a loaded division and facing really tough competition and you're going to end up you know with a 500 record or a sub 500 record so i i and i I, again Feely's really good uh, so this is a kind of a gauge for Lucas Almeida, and I think also just a super exciting matchup. So uh, yeah, give me, give me, let's try Lucas Almeida and uh, and Andre Feely.
1: Like I said, can't really be wrong with this one. So Tucker Lutz, Tucker Lutz, good
0: fight, nice, I like it. Uh, where did you go with with Karina Silva? Again, a more experienced opponent. I'm thinking. The, 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 actually, my first instinct was I really want to see either Ariane Lipsky or Priscilla Cachuera, but I had previously, I think, matched up the two of them. That's a fight I still want to see happen. That's a fight I think still makes a lot of sense. It has not been booked. I've never – I've not seen rumors about it, but uh, it just makes a lot of sense. I feel like – I'm going to my crystal ball here. I feel like that one is going to be booked at some point. Um, so I went with uh, Montana De La Rosa instead. So – but, you know just someone who's who's been around been around the UFC again another an exciting fighter so fight finisher which uh, in the flyweight division is not the most common thing and Karina Silva is definitely a fight finisher as we saw all her wins have come by way of a knockout or submission and uh, she snagged another one in her UFC debut so yeah give her a tough veteran test uh, in Montana de la Rosa and let's see if uh, see if we really have something here with uh, Karina Silva
1: I thought we were going to sing the friends forever song by being on the same page <laughs> we were close we didn't get uh, completely there I took a, a little bit of a step back from Montana, but right around the same wavelength, I think, after Silva had that impressive debut against Botelio, that Darshug was nasty, stops it with five seconds left in the first round. I really liked what I saw, so Jillian Robertson seems like a fine choice. I'll go with that. I, I think both of us are right around the same wavelength, and yeah, I, li- I like what I saw from her. I think that's a good fight, and see some, uh, some jiu-jitsu oh. between those two.
0: There you go. That's all I need to hear.
1: <laughs> yeah, mixing of the martial arts. Guess we could. no no no
0: just jujitsu.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, Ode Osborne, aka he is great. I love him at 125. He could be a big problem. And I'm just gonna make this easy. Jeff Molina called him out. Seconds later, I like that fight. I like that idea. So. Let's go with that. It's not lazy. Both guys fought on the same card. Both won. One much more emphatically than the other. But still, I think they're essentially around the same place in the rankings. And that's just a freaking banger. What say you?
0: Yeah, it's a freaking banger. It's like a free wild card pick for us because, I mean, Molina deserves to be, uh, deserves, you mentioned, 3-0 and now in the UFC. Uh, loved I've said I said it on the other shows. Loved everything he had to say about, you know, celebrating uh, LGBTQ uh, rights and things like that and just him having a laugh about it being like like why is it such a big almost like thing like why is it such a big deal? He's like why why are people coming at me on Twitter? And he didn't he didn't even take the like like firing back at people who were like who were asking him oh why are why are you doing this why are you um, speaking out about you know about these riots and representing and he's just like it is, he almost had this attitude like why wouldn't i like it's 2022 like what what is the big deal so very cool um very just a very cool winning week for Jeff Molina all around and uh, yeah Odie Osborne let's make it happen fun matchup both guys want it Not, neither guy loses much if they lose i mean i think i think these are got both <clears throat> I mean, these are two fighters who are going to be names in the flyweight division for a long time uh, hanging around that top twenty, Molina I think will sneak into a ranking, and Osborne. Listen, I don't know why I've been so skeptical with him. Maybe because the results in the UFC have been mixed, but he is finally I think in the weight class where he belongs, and he looked super dangerous on Saturday night. And uh, this could be there could be really big moves ahead for, for Ode
1: Friends forever.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, with you everywhere oh wow. man wow excellent we're on the same all right. page so
0: unofficial okay so unofficially that's our thing now all right like all right it. i'm not like doing
1: it. the full two minute song but i figure we just well we'll get sued
0: yeah we can't do that well podcast. We're i was about to cut you off i was about to cut you off i was like i was like i was gonna wait i was like like 30 seconds i had, like a timer 30 seconds like, okay yeah we're not on the youtube so we're good i don't want the wrath of, of mark paul gosler mark paul gosler yeah big uh big jujitsu guy okay he, of might, fact. he might appreciate it he might the MVP of this
1: card to me, AK, <laughs> is Alonzo Menafield, and this is not even close. He stops the oh so mysterious Askar Mazarov, vicious elbows in the crucifix. This fight was hilarious in so many ways, and he puts a bow on one of the weirdest stories of the year. So, what is next for the Fortis MMA fighter?
0: Ah, oh, gosh, I like Alonzo. Like you said, uh, he took care of business. <laughs> he he, <laughs> it, he put a beautiful capper on Yeah, what was certainly a wild week as far as Moraz. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, I shouldn't I shouldn't be blamed for not getting his name right, because apparently he has like three or four of them. So uh, Mo- Mozarov. Uh, I, I know, you know, I know Alonzo is, I think, 34. I don't know if he's uh, turning 35 this year, but I know he's, he was 34 heading into this fight. So it's not like there's a lot of time to like – but he's still relatively young in MMA years. So I'm I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to kind of push him in top 15. He's only been fighting I think like six, seven years. He's been pro. Um, and he's been thrown to the UFC fires, right? Uh, so I, I wish we could kind of scale things back. I, people know I'm Mr. Scaleback. I'm Mr. Cautious. Give me – I just want to say these names. Give me Menafield versus the Nikolai Negomirianu Eeyore Poteri, Poteria winner. I should have practiced that. Uh, Igor Ihor Ehor, Ehor Putteria winner uh, It's going down UFC 277 July 30th let, Let's let Let's let Mennefield possibly Get some Some momentum Going here Not that I'm saying He's guaranteed To beat either guy But I would favor him Over a lot of the names uh, uh, Over those guys Compared to a lot of The names ahead of him So yeah This is almost like a Crystal ball thing too This is almost like I think like I don't think They're gonna Want to necessarily Rush him up So quickly Yeah I mean To me the correct
1: answer Would be any 205er that wants to fight at UFC 277 in Dallas on July 30th, and who knows, maybe one of those names oh, falls out duh. and put him in there. So, I mean, duh. that's the correct answer. I don't know if yeah, that happens, yeah. but if, I'm, if I have to pick a name, this is actually pretty easy for me outside of that. Tyson Pedro, I think, is a perfect oh. selection for mm-hmm. this division because Tyson was gone for a while, got the Ike Villanueva momentum, and... Yeah, Alonzo's a little up there in years, but he could still make moves at at light heavyweight, and everyone's really high on him. Like, I I feel like how people individually rank him and view him is way higher than probably he should be. Not that he's not... like He's still a very good fighter, and he's getting better, and we're seeing just him being smarter over these last couple fights. The William Knight fight, I think people still have in in the back of their minds. They don't really like it too much, but this is a, a perfect performance against just a... Just a weird-storied guy, and uh, he's got a lot of promise. Still some work to do, but I think this is a realistic, fun scrap that probably isn't going to the judges. I think this is was pretty easy. So, yeah, Manifield, Tyson, I, Pedro.
0: I forgot. <clears throat> excuse me. I forgot. Uh, are they going to Texas twice in the next couple of months? Dallas and Austin, right? They're Austin in 13 days, and then
1: as we record this, and then they're in Dallas July 30th.
0: Right, right. Okay. Uh, right, I forgot uh, that, that – Alonzo Mayfield would love to get on one of those Texas cards, of course. You know what? So I'm changing. I'm going crystal ball. I'm going crystal ball. So I'm sticking in the same area. But yes, one of those gentlemen, Nikolai or Eeyore, will, will stub their toe. And uh, Alonzo will get his uh, his pay-per-view opportunity in, or not, maybe not on the main, on the main card, but pay-per-view card opportunity in, uh, in Dallas.
1: Speaking of opportunities, there mm-hmm. are, a, are just a handful of fighters left who uh, could be considered for wild card contention. As we head to the wild card round, we will each select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will go ahead and do so right now. So, AK, kick us off. Wild card selection, UFC Vegas 56.
0: I'm gonna go with sort of something one of our listeners suggested, and I said, you know, all ranked shouldn't all fighters and the MMA fighting global rankings. With a number next to their name, shouldn't they be? Shouldn't they be picked? In this case, there's only one fighter out of the top two fights that has a, a global ranking number: Aaron Blanchfield, number 13. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I could I could have gone with any. Uh, there's a lot of good performances on the prelims, uh, and I you know could have gone Tony Gravely. Again, we kind of did Jeff Melina already. Damon Jackson, always a fun one. Um, but again, she's ranked. She's ranked. She deserves to be mentioned. And I'm sure if I didn't, you would. So I'll. I'll but. I'll just cover that base so you can uh, toss another name out there. Let's see Aaron Blanchfield. And this is a name I'm, I'm, I'm strictly doing this because it's ranked higher. Uh, some people might already have Aaron Blanchfield ranked higher than this name, but I think Andrew Lee is, is, is a good matchup for, for Aaron at this point. Um, very expe- very experienced. Again, another really tough test. I thought Aldridge was a really tough test, and she was. Again, anyone who watched that fight, I mean, Aaron Blanchfield's got a lot of tape, a lot of stuff to work on. So you might even argue that Andrea Lee might be a a bridge too far at this point based on what we saw against J.J. Um, Aldridge, but I don't think so. I think Blanchfield certainly has a chance. I think she'd be favored just because I think her name has so much heat behind it right now. Um, I-, I think people might maybe not thrilled with Andrea Lee's last performance and certainly not the, the behavior of her, of her corner. So I'm going, and I think Blanchfield's talent is just through the roof. Is that talent enough to overcome the experience gap? I don't know, but I'd like to see it. So yeah, Blanchfield Andrew Lee. I appreciate you setting the table like that for me to choose
1: somebody else, but I'm not going to, I'm picking Aaron Blanchfield as well because I know there's going to be a lot of names thrown out there. There's going to be a lot of fighters who are ranked and have numbers next to their names that are going to be thrown out there. And I'm going with the correct pick. It's Aaron Blanchfield versus Tracy Cortez, too. That is the fight to make. One of these win streaks has to be snapped. I don't think... I like the the slow build for both of these fighters right now. They fought before. I thought Aaron Blanchfield clearly beat Tracy Cortez. The judges that night did not. So I think this is the perfect time for it. Both of them are, are very close to getting over that hump into that discussion. I'd like to see Aaron get one more tough fight. Outside of the UFC rankings, if you will, because I, mean, I don't know, if maybe Tracy is ranked in their rankings. Wouldn't surprise me if she was, but I think that's the fight. Run that one back. There's a story there. You could put that anywhere on a pay-per-view card, on you know, on a main card for a fight night event. Like you could do a lot with that fight because both are. There's a lot of hype behind both of these women. Tracy Cortez is, has a lot of fans, a lot of appeal, and Aaron Blanchfield is still kind of a mystery right now, but a, a, a mystery people are very, very excited about. So let's just run that one back. Like, if you're going to do it, you have to do it now. You have to do it now, I think.
0: So let's go. Let's go, AK. I don't know if it's as urgent. I think it definitely happens someday. I just think not next. I think there's almost, I think, yeah, I would almost guarantee as long as they both kind of stay in their general traje- trajectory. That they will, that rematch will happen. Uh, I not just not. I don't think it's next.
1: Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I think if Tracy loses a fight, I think it's off the table for a while. Because I just don't see Aaron losing anytime soon. So, why not? Doesn't hurt anybody. Let's go. Do we
0: have any extracurricular activities? AK? So much, so oh much, Mike, so much. Okay, first of all. Uh, with apologies to marcus mcgakey we had a we had two suggestions this time for what to call this episode of on to the next one and i'm giving the nod to chris martin oh so we have multiple people throwing
1: in we had two sort of of subtitles
0: yes and marcus uh, you know uh, your subtitle solid as always but i'm giving the nod to chris martin chris martin called this the the 25 and 7 no 21 and 12 no 19 and 12 edition of on to the next one. So uh, a nice tip of the cap to the funniest storyline of the week and maybe one of the funniest storylines of the year. You know what? We did the, uh, we did the, a lot of people told me I did the mid season awards too early, uh, which I did mathematically. I did, I did it after five full months out of six, which is fine. And now I super regret it because we had a category. What's the most memorable moment. And there was like Charles Oliveira missing weight and Francis and uh, you know, fighting out his, uh, what remains of his contract and, and being successful doing it. Those are our two big storylines. I mean, the askar Mosra thing would have would have easily made it. Probably would have been number one. So, people, I screwed up. I screwed up. We'll make up for it at the end of the year if we do an, a moment's recap because, that, I mean, this was just so so funny and enjoyable. Uh, don't lie about your records, fighters. Come on. Alright. Uh, I do want to give out some points. You want to get some points? Jay Donaghy. I don't even know if he remembers this. One of our e- uh, regular emailers. You know, uh, Mike, there was a lot of what, what was your pick for Patty Pimblett after uh, the last UFC London? Hernandez. Hernandez. Oh, and I love that. We had so many picks. I I I think Jay is the only one who nailed it. Jordan Levitt, UFC London, July twenty third. I went back and checked my records. Jay Donaghy, uh, Patty Pimblett versus Jordan Levitt. It's the fight. That's the fight they wanted. So well done. A solo point for you, sir. Uh, and Hayes the third sent me a few. Like check the tapes. Uh, some of which I had a record. Which some of which I had a record. Some of which I didn't. But uh, there's one that he actually got that he probably doesn't even remember. So this is, you are getting a solo point this week, Hayes, for Makwan Amir Khani versus Jonathan Pierce, also going down in London on uh, July 23rd. He said Macwan Amir versus the winner of—oh, sorry, Jonathan Pierce versus the winner of Amir Grundy, Amir Khani won. So there you go. So a conditional point, but a, a point all the same, uh, equal equal to a normal ought no point. Uh, and a big shared point for everyone, and a big pat on the back, because we all got the Shane Burgos-Charles Rodin match that we all— uh, we all want to see. That's going to be on UFC on ABC three, July sixteenth. Mike, we got some questions. Okay. We got some questions, and, and they're good ones too. If they were, if they were, do do, obviously, I wouldn't read them. First of all, uh, big congrats to at Nicklinville on uh, Twitter, who says he made it into Michigan State Medical School. So well done. Excellent. Well done. And there's two questions actually, uh, Mike. You and I are both East Coasters. Uh, and he wants to know he's never, he's never lived in a place where it snows. He says, uh, or even gets below 20 degrees Fahrenheit. So do you have any advice? I told him wear as little clothing as possible. I said, it's, uh, uh, you know, to acclimate yourself naturally. Right. That's my, that's my advice. I mean, all your years living in Boston, once winter came around, you just like, you just like stripped down. Right. Yeah. It
1: was, uh, it was tank and speedo weather mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah, just, I mean, look, it's gotta be cold. It's gotta be snowy. Snow is awesome. Cold sucks. <laughs> like to at least the way I look at it. I mean, I moved, so I don't have to deal with that anymore, but it what, I didn't move because of the snow. I moved because of the cold. I, I would rather two feet of snow with 25 degree weather than no snow and two degree weather. That's what we're getting a lot of these last few winters. So I couldn't wait to get down here to South Carolina. So yeah, if just enjoy the cold, get out and enjoy it. Maybe pick up a winter sports skiing, or snowboarding, if that is in that area, some sledding, snow tubing, uh, all of these fun activities, and also find a nice area to walk around and find lots of warm restaurants and or bars to enjoy yourself and suffer through the cold weather with others just like you.
0: And you know what, you know what, Nicklinville, you're you're uh you're in medical school anyway. You should you should be you should be bundled up inside studying for the next four <laughs> exactly. years or eight years, however long it takes to become a, a doctor. I wouldn't know. Never came close. Or play video uh, games with AK. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, well, I'll hit you up my gamer tag. Uh, okay. And and Nicklinville also had a question. Uh, he saw some behind the head shots in the Tony Gravely fight. You know, incidental, right? I mean, you know, a guy gets knocked down, you're throwing the punches. And he said, this is he says this is my wince moment in MMA where I genuinely don't like the action. Uh, even more so than low blows, he doesn't. He doesn't like those either. And he says, "I know they're both illegal, but still happen just due to the nature of the sport." With that said, is there any type of strike submission move that is legal to MMA that you guys don't like? And on the opposite end, is there any move that you guys feel should be allowed?
1: Hmm. So I mean, I, I think I think the the latter question is probably easier to answer because I mean the twelve six and I think knees. I think you should be able to knee no matter what. Like I, I'm not. I know there's people who advocate like soccer kicks. I don't love those in MMA fights. Like they're crazy to watch. Like Carlos Conda do it when he never did them before. But as a whole, I don't love them. But I hate the I hate the knees to a grounded opponent rule. I think you should be able to throw knees to a grounded opponent. That whole like just the the points of contact on the ground like oh. that 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 stuff annoys me. I and let me tell you, that.
0: if people want to like, you know, people always say how much wrestling dominates modern MMA and it has for, you know, what, 20 something years, maybe even before that. If you want to see that, if you if you're tired of seeing guys kind of just hanging on to single legs and just, you know, you know, get uh, getting their take down block, but just still like uh, just gripping and staying down. If you want to see that's that stuff, boy, you legalize knees. You're going to see a lot of wrestlers have to be more careful about uh, about going all in for takedowns because <laughs> guys will get <laughs> fight defending fighters will sprawl. And just smoke the hell out of the guy attempting the takedown with the knees to the head. So uh, I agree. I, I think it would level the playing field a lot. It, it would it would substantially change the game, though. I think it'd be jarring how much it would change um, who's like how how competitive certain fighters are in MMA.
1: Yeah, I, I and and I agree with that. But I mean, and then the legal MMA move you don't like. I mean. God, it's not supposed to be legal, but apparently you can grab the fence all you want and not lose points. So, no, listen, that's my yeah. answer to
0: the second part of the question, Mike. <laughs> that's 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 my what 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 moves I feel should be allowed. I tweeted this yesterday. I'm like, just make it legal. They're not calling it anyway. They're not taking points away. It, it's I think it's really more of a safety thing anyway. I, I mean, there is certainly a, a, a sportsmanship, uh, not sportsmanship, but like a uh, wanting you know people to defend takedowns honestly and not make use of the apparatus. But the other thing is, I think. It, it is that fence. If you if you had people like grabbing all the time, you would definitely have at least two fighters a year suffering like some severe finger injury, like getting their fingers shredded, like a a tendon or something in their finger, like shredded from just like trying to grip onto the fence and being pulled away from it. So I think there is a safety element to it. Um it's the same reason, like, you can't, like, grab someone's head and, like, grind it against the fence. Like, there's a lot of things with the fence that, you know, they just don't want people messing around with it. Because, I mean, there's enough danger inside the cage as it is, much less having people, again, um, have small digits inside in between the the links. Uh, between the links. Hey! Every, week, every Thursday, uh, MMA Fighting Podcast <laughs> Network. Um, so I think there's a safety reason to it as well. And I know that's why they wouldn't want to do it. But I think they should <laughs> – I'm, I'm, I'm half joking and half serious that, like – if you're just going to let people do it and not take a point away, then just add it to the rules and say, yeah, you can do it. And if your finger falls off, that's your own fault. Um, so, Mike, we've kind of killed wrestling here with our rules. I think we, we have, t- we, have told, we have now said, guess what, wrestlers? Now you've got to deal with grounded knees to the head and your opponents are allowed to grab the fence whenever they want. Have fun getting takedowns in MMA with those rules. Yeah, unbelievable. Anything- and and legal, uh, legal moves I don't like? I don't think so. I'm a rules rules guy. Yeah. So anything that's legal, I'm like, have at it. The
1: oblique cake makes me cringe every so often, sure. but I don't think
0: it should be banned. No. You know what I mean?
1: So not really. I think the rules that are in place, maybe the 10 point, the ten, like the things I would change that are like in place that are in the rules, they're not moves like the 10 point must system and, you know, referees having more leniency, like your warning is backstage when you're going over the rules. Like that's the only warning. But that those aren't moves. So yeah. It's a tough question to answer from the from the former end. But yeah, I think you all know where I'm
0: getting at. I yeah. was
1: pissed about the refereeing <laughs> on Saturday's
0: card. Nick, I will DM you if I think of uh, if I think of a good answer for that. Uh Chris Martin. Chris G Martin. Excuse me, not the least thing of Coldplay. cold play. Chris G Martin uh asked he said this is more of a question for heck of, heck of a morning. Uh, three times a week. On two times a week, right, Mike? Yes, new start time starting this week. And 10 a.m. Eastern. Time, yes, new start time, people. 10 a.m. ET. So still bright and early. Just, you know, uh, a little bit easier for, uh, I think, the West Coasters to maybe to maybe tune in. Because yeah, you
1: that's the one you complaint. Away, eight, that's the one complaint we <laughs> right? have on the show that it's too early and people can't
0: get on live. Yeah, you get a lot of East Coasters and uh, international, a lot of international callers. But I do think, all right, West Coasters, seven, can you handle 7 a.m.? Is that too hard for you guys with your sunshine and margaritas? <laughs> all right. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry that's my own that's my own thing i'm sorry uh he has a question i don't know if you care about this he, he wants to direct it to, he gave it to me because it's ultimate fighter related um why doesn't the ufc give a 10 pound weight allowance on the ultimate fighter so that fighters are less likely to immediately drop weight classes after the show is over and cutting weight multiple times in a few weeks is more manageable i don't know if he means like 10 pounds on the scale because that would be a little crazy yeah, that would be insane. Do <laughs> Cause we you want to be an effing fighter, <laughs> like, come on now. We have people gaming the system with one pound. resident a, a ten-pound allowance. Like, you'd have some, you have some pretty wild. I think I know what he's getting at, but I will say, Chris, I, I think that's a feature, not a bug. Uh, them allowing them having fighters um compete like a bug. I don't think they care. I don't think it, it does not bother the UFC at all when they do a heavyweight um season as they are as they are uh, this season, and then like uh six of the eight fighters drop down to light heavyweight. They don't care. It, it doesn't matter to them same when they did the featherweight season they they were they knew they were not building a, a women's excuse me women's featherweight they knew they were not building a women's featherweight division they knew all those fighters were going to drop down to 135 after so it's just for the purposes of the show i mean there's so many other problems with the show uh, certainly um uh forcing people to cut weight in uh, so many times a short uh period of time is one of them uh i got to do a big like how to fix the, the ultimate fighter podcast article oh. or or you know, something like that someday. We'll see. But uh, it's yeah, a seven cause... part series, by the way. <laughs> yeah, But Chris, yeah, I know it's it, it's silly. It's silly. Uh, the way weight class are handled on the show and uh, through email. Whoops, I should. Have... Oh, there it is uh, from Laura. Terran, I haven't heard from Laura in a while. Uh, they were just very happy for Carolina Kovalkovic. And I, I sent you this picture, Mike. They said, do you think uh, 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 Ren- Renat Fakratinov looks like Nate Diaz? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I should tweet out the picture, but you guys can just kind of Google a picture of Nate and picture of Renat. Uh, I'm going, I'm going hard no. I don't know. <laughs>
1: he <laughs> looks, he looks more like, I I guess at, when I first saw this, I was like, this is the stupidest question I've ever heard. <laughs> but the more I look at it, the more I can kind of see something. He, <laughs> Renat looks like <laughs> the the, the would be spawn
0: of Nate Diaz and Darren Till. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what I see, Darren Till. I'll tell you what I see. If you cover the lower half of his face, Mike, as I'm doing right now, and this is riveting podcast material right here, it kind of does. No, I see Damian Maya, the eye around the eyes. Oh, around the eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Cover the beard. Yeah, cover the beard. Cover the, maybe you know Damian Maya with the, with a the hat with the the, the traditional uh, uh, whatever the hat. Excuse me, I apologize, people. I don't I do know the name of the hat, but the hat that he was wearing um, on the. Uh, on the weigh-ins and and uh i think after the fight or before the fight so uh yeah there's he looks like somebody i mean he's one of those guys where you look at him like yeah he looks familiar i don't know if nate diaz is where we're gonna land on that one but all right that is it for for checking the tapes i believe i might have missed something on instagram whatever i'll hit you up I'll, I'll mention it later if i if i come across it while looking over these things
1: we're not done with the extracurriculars
0: okay oh we're not
1: done it is time i think for the first time ever on this program. We've had many mic checks. Welcome no. to the inaugural edition of Dismay with AK. What? Yep.
0: Take a guess. No, tell me. It's our pal Tristan Gordet. It sure is. Here we go. Why? Here Why we go. He? Dismay right. with AK. All
1: right. All right. Let it, I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read this yet. I'm reading it right now for the first time. Oh, my Lord. Mike, can you tell AK... That I know he's going off on these rants, which I have to say has been warranted. See? He's giving you props. Because you do have to defend yourself, but I do have to say it feels like a setup that I know it's coming, especially for the Otno episode after UFC Fight Night, Dosanjos versus Fazeev, where he will be sounding like former Jets linebacker Bart Scott, screaming quote to all the non believers, to all the non believers which obviously will be towards me saying, quote, I told you Marina Morose is on another level than Aaron Blanchfield." So when the MVP fight's global rankings come out on Wednesday, August 3rd, since Morose will fight next month against Eubanks, and obviously he feels Morose will win, he will disregard everyone's vote on staff, putting Morose in the top 15 of the women's flyweight division, feeling so vindicated. Also... If Barros does face Blanchfield at some point and wins, oh my goodness, AK Lee will be insufferable and will not let up. Yes, Mike, don't let AK fool you. He said he doesn't ride the hype train when it comes to prospects, which is true, but he never said he doesn't go all in for a fighter in general. He is petty, just like the rest of us, even though he will never admit it. Trust me, Mike, the rant is coming.
0: Uh, first of all, I'm super petty that's that is not a secret at all. I don't know I don't know why he thinks I'm above being petty that that is no Did people not <laughs> did You not see uh, my my uh, my tweet for uh, uh, Mazarov last night that like the best. I, I, I had that uh, I had that one loaded don't, I, I am NOT above being petty. I watched the NBA the most the most petty of all the sports leagues don't, don't, and I, don't tell me that I'm above petty. I love being petty uh, so very incorrect there already Tristan um what is this Moreau's hang up for him I don't what know do? <laughs> apparently uh, you you said that she was better than Blanchfield, yeah, no, this, this, but maybe yeah, yeah, you yeah. ranked Blanchfield I, I, and not her I don't know yeah, yeah. no this this was three months ago this is three months ago this guy's hanging up on this uh yeah I was just talking about like uh I, wh- wh- why why you wouldn't rank someone like Blanchefield of Marina morose it's like she has she's just fought longer she's had better opponents uh, and all that is true but I'm not like I'm not like this big, huge Marina Morose fan. I mean, I'm not not a fan. I'm I like I like her fighting, but he 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 went in on this on uh, on heck of a morning on Thursday, uh, Tristan that is, and now I guess he's harping on. I get I think he's trolling me at this point. Uh, I'll, Tristan, you're way more all in on this Marina Moros talk than I am. Yeah, I think if she beats Sajara Eubanks, uh, that would be a big feather in her cap. Uh, might might get her ranked. I'm not sure. If she beats Aaron Blanchfield, I mean, again, I won't be crowing about it because, like I said, it's my, – my expectations for Aaron Blanchfield are high but also tempered. They're also uh, – this is someone who's so young that if, if – or I say when she loses because everyone does, I'm not going to – like, I told you so about it. Why would I? Like, she's a super talented fighter who I'm a, who I'm a fan of and uh, – the Marina Rose stuff is just bizarre. I'm sorry. He just keeps saying it. And I just. Uh, uh, so yeah. Uh, Tristan. I don't know. if I have been talking about Marina Rose too much? Well. You just made me talk about her more. So that's on you brother. Um, I, I look forward to her fight with Sajara Banks. I don't know how I'm going to rank them after. It depends how. If she wins. Uh, which is not a guarantee. Sajara Eubanks is a really tough stylistic matchup for her. And uh, it. it, it morose wins if it's by like a, a close decision that certainly won't make me shoot her up the rankings maybe a finish maybe a finish would be would be more convincing that would give her uh four straight wins nothing to sneeze at in this division um but yeah no i i don't think she's uh, now now that after aaron blanchfield's actually i mean that that win over uh, alder's really tough and very impressive but it doesn't make me think that um blanchfield is leagues ahead of uh, morose or other veterans at uh, at flyweight yet that's why we kind of did our respective uh, matchups. Uh, Mike. I went with, um, I went with uh, Andrew Lee and then you started. And Mike, you said Tracy Cortez rematch, Tracy Cortez, Tracy Cortez rematch. Yeah. And, and I'm down with both those. We, we're, we're still testing where this person is. So uh, Tristan, thank you for, you know, pay Tristan does pay attention to what we say. And that is, I really appreciate that because um, we t- we say a lot of stuff. <laughs> so for someone to go into in that much detail is always welcome. But uh, yeah, I'm not that hung up on the Marina Rose thing. We'll see. You know, we- listen, we'll revisit it. We'll revisit it. I think he's right, though. The conversation is not over. The conversation is not over. I probably will be uh, talking about her more in, uh, next month when she actually fights.
1: He has the memory, and, and I mean this super co- complimentary. Mm-hmm. He has a memory like my nine-year-old. My nine-year-old, you say something, he remembers <laughs> everything. Like I told him... You mean me? Yeah, you. <laughs> so he had he had you're welcome he had his um they have these like ceremonies in his school and oftentimes getting him to school is the hardest part of the day he just doesn't like get up and he's not ready to run out the door it's it's a process getting him out so i told him that hey it's the last week of school if you just get up and go to school and don't cause any issues i will wear a full suit and tie I actually said I would wear a tuxedo to his ceremony and just saying it kind of like joking around is like just throwing it out there. So the day of his ceremony, I walk in and I wake him up and I make him breakfast and he goes, goes, daddy, don't forget. You got to wear a tuxedo to my thing. I'm like, well, I don't have a tuxedo. So 95 degrees. The school is within walking distance. I'm walking down. I'm the only one in the ceremony wearing a full suit. Everyone's just wearing like T-shirts and shorts, maybe some golf shirts. And I'm rocking the full sports coat, tie, button-up shirt, pants, everything, because he remembered, and I couldn't let him down. So Tristan's got that memory.
0: All, all I got from that story is that you're a great dad. Thank you. You're Thank a great you dad. That's the most important takeaway.
1: And you are a great co-host. Uh, so why don't we set up the disclaimers for
0: the okay. listener selections. Thank you for the uh, dismay, uh, Tristan, by the way. Thank you. Uh, standard disclaimer, categories rules, guys. You know, we're, we're really focusing on people who who get that, are the only ones who get that pick. That's a sweet, sweet solo on No Point Your Way. People, please p- just be aware of making mistakes. Wrong weight class, people who fought already, notable injuries, uh, fighters that have been released, already booked. Teammates is a big one. This is a hard one to keep track of, and we've made this mistake before, but, you know, let's let's work on this together, guys. Let's just, you know, try not to match up teammates, close friends, and like that. Um... I will mention the injury one, particularly this week. I did see a couple of like Damon, uh, Damon Jackson, Ryan Hall picks. A fight we would all love to see. Uh, Ryan Hall is once again injured, uh, the goat. So uh, I won't be reading out any other Ryan Hall picks here or for a while. Uh, just get well, get well soon, Ryan Hall. Uh, it is, it is. You know, the featherweights can, the featherweight division can breathe a little bit easier knowing that you are on the shelf and uh, and not on the hunt at the moment. Uh, so, oh, and then I wanted to read a note from Sean Haywood, again, regular, regular Otno contributor. He says, not that I want you guys to do more of the great work that you already do, but he says, I often struggle placing guys that are fighting in different weight classes from previous fights. Are they making a permanent change? Was it short notice and they didn't have time to cut? Did they make a statement to the media about their plans for the future, et cetera? Would it be possible to send out a tweet after the events and before on to the next one that provides that info? I just don't want to make a doo-doo pick by matching a fighter up against someone in the wrong weight class. And the information seems to be hard to come by thanks to the great show week in and week out. Uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, no, uh, no, first of all, we're not doing that. Um, we're not doing any more work. Uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> to answer that part of the question. Two, it's, it's, we're, we're pretty lenient with this. I, th- I think um, – it's only if it's like egregious, like if a fighter's fought like two or three times in a weight class, and then just like they just, this listener like completely randomly books them against the wrong person. Um, and again, worst comes worst. We usually don't call people out; it just means we don't read the pick, uh, at least in my case. So we're lenient with it. I don't think we need to give you guys a heads up. Again, it's pretty easy information to find, and uh, yeah, sometimes in the case of like a Brian Kelleher, is confusing. It's like he keeps taking fights at featherweight, but obviously he's a fly, he's a bantamweight. He's not cutting weight for some of these. Kevin Holland. Uh, Kevin Holland's uh, – hey, listen, that's why he was banned from the show. We did that for the listeners, for listeners' safety. Fialho. Yeah, listener safety. Jalton Almeida now is the new question mark, and that's yep. a good example. He keeps saying he's sticking around a heavyweight, but we all see him as a future light heavyweight champion. So that one's super confusing. Uh, but right now it does uh, – again. But guys like that, I would say usually you can match up in either division. We're not going to call you out. on it. It's not a big deal. So uh, – and then, of course, guys, most importantly, gold, golden rule. Your picks might be doo-doo. And if that's the case, we're not going to read it. Or
1: – I mean, here's the thing. I, I look at these for the first time when I go through them. So I might read it, and then I might react as if it's doo-doo. AK will be a little more lenient because it oh, depends yeah. on the day, on the listen, week, too. Once in a while, you uh, you you rattle them a little bit.
0: Listen, you, uh, you're going to be lucky if we don't read it. Yeah, if your pick is doo-doo <laughs> and we don't read it, that's a good thing. Because otherwise, it means you're probably getting the Wrath of Mike. Yes. Let's start with Jaron Kawada.
1: Uh, he likes Ode o- Osborne versus the winner of... The Ulan bekoff Tyson Nam fight on June 25th. Tyson Nam back in our lives, AK. How about that? First fight since the Matt Schnell split decision loss in January of 2021. Matt Schnell coming back at the end of the month, AK. How about that?
0: Did you even know uh, this? The Matt Schnell Sumadergy fight was surprising to me. And uh then and you telling me Ulan bekoff Tyson Nam. Also feels like new Maybe I saw it and I just forgot. That also feels like new news. <laughs> yeah, well, that's happening. Uh, okay, he, likes awesome.
1: Al- he likes Almeida versus Joe Anderson Brito. His mind says, oh, no, he did it. Mine says rebook Dan Ige versus Ryan Hall. But he's, he's not going at that. He's going with the heart. Heart says Ige versus Cub Swanson, which I actually yes. like that idea okay. as well. If they don't do the Swanson, you're of favorite fight. So not doo-doo because you went with the heart and that's fine.
0: Who was Cub Swanson yelling at? Uh, it was during the the Argetta fight, right? He was yelling at uh, Saeed Sa- 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 and
1: Damon Jackson. It was great.
0: <laughs> Can we get – I think someone suggested – I'll get to it. I, I'm pretty sure Did you? – I'm sure you'll get some Damon Jackson Cub um, suggestions, which I feel like has to happen now. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a great point. Uh, he also <laughs> likes the Alonzo Menafield Tyson Pedro there. Great. Yes. Uh, Todd Viers sent in a message. No picks. He just said, please show some love for Tony Gravely on Otno this week. He deserves some. Great, yeah, I... great win. Great performance.
0: One of the unsung heroes of the bantamweight division like a guy who just had so much experience before coming to the oc Probably could have been signed like a year earlier. Oh, yeah uh, um, And now that he's here. He's such a finished product and man. I don't again. I don't know. It's a, such a deep division I don't know if he ever makes that run, but he's the kind of guy like everyone who gets matched up with him I don't care if you're top 15 or top 30 or you are you are in for a really really tough fight
1: go back into my Twitter timeline January of 2019 Covered a CES Saturday afternoon card in beautiful Lincoln, Rhode Island. And go check out the tweet. I said Nate Andrews, Tony Gravley should both be signed by the end of the week. Gravley finally got signed. Nate Andrews never got the look, which was crazy to me. And there we go. Let's go to Canadian Bryants. Good morning, Mike and AK. Hope you guys had a great week off from Otno and excited to be back. Go Avs. Okay, go Avs. Sure. One, one game away, I think, from the Stanley Cup final? I think so. I haven't really been paying attention. Once the Bruins, I don't out, want. I, was I don't gone. watch.
0: I don't watch hockey. Sorry, sorry, Edmontonians. Sorry, I, I don't. I don't think the Cup's coming back. I guess the Cup's again. It's not coming back to Canada this year. <laughs> I guess. I guess not. someday. But yeah, go Celtics. By the way,
1: Alonzo Menafield <sighs> versus Philippe Linz. Odey Osborne versus David Dvorak. and in parentheses, I think this call out from me is honestly better. Maybe an easier opponent in ranked. Top 10. That's actually not a bad choice. Is he ranked top 10 in the UFC? Really? I think so. Uh, in, in
0: their rankings? We'll have to I look think it he's, up. I believe yeah, I'll him. have to look ours. I think he's top 15 in ours. Yeah.
1: Karine Silva versus Priscilla Cachuera. Another Some more Brazilian on Brazilian crime. Lucas Almeida versus Lando Venada. Sure. Mavsar Loya versus the loser of Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. He's going to get there eventually, so let's see if the time is now. It's also smart to get him on the way up. Plus, I love that Ortega BJJ versus Evloyev's Greco-Roman, and then he likes Alexander Volkov
0: versus Alexander Romanov. Good pick. Uh, let me, a, couple, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, Dvorak is number 13 in our rankings. Uh, secondly, uh, Evloyev would be favored against Ayr, right? Um... More so than Ortega, I think. No, oh, that's close. I'm I'm not really sure because the grappling. You know, I think because the grappling of Ortega, you know, on paper makes him a more complicated matchup.
1: Yeah, um, Ortega's
0: been striking pretty pretty effectively as well. Uh huh. And we've seen Yair be foiled by wrestlers before, specifically Frank Yanker. Um, I think he. I bet. I think. I don't know if he'd open at minus two hundred. I think he'd finish like a two to one favorite against. Be close. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it'd be close. It'd be it'd be we'd probably
1: be an even money type of betting line to open. Just to kind of initiate some some back and forth on the lines. But yeah, I think you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Let's go to JD felt He likes loya versus Giga Chikadze. That's actually not a bad idea. I saw a lot of that. Yeah. I saw That's a lot of a bad that. Idea. I, had,
0: I didn't really thought about it, but it makes sense.
1: volkoff versus Derek Lewis, the rematch. Let's just do it. Almeida versus Nick Lentz, Alonzo Menafield versus Khalil Roundtree. That would just be super violent. Mm-hmm. John Ray, Aaron Blanchfield versus Joanne Wood. I like that idea. Uh, Fakredov versus Elizu Zaleski, Molina versus the. That's a G- big
0: step. That's a big step up.
1: Yeah, I like the fight though. Good, w- good, style match. Yeah, I mean, good style match. I favor Fakredov right, but... to win that fight. Okay. The his grappling is so good. I know. Molina versus the J.P. Bays, Cody Durden winner. Tony Gravley versus Brian Kelleher. This is a, a newish thing, so I'm not gonna do do you. Uh, Brian Kelleher, at least according to Mario Bautista's management team, uh, uh, June 25th.
0: yes, Mark Not, Batista, confirmed. Brian not confirmed by us, I believe. I will say not confirmed. Is that fair to say? Uh, I will text Brian Kelleher today. Okay. Look at that. I'm sure it's
1: done. Uh, Damon Jackson versus Alex Caceres. Okay. Joe Selecki, Alexander Hernandez, Kovalkevich versus Loma Menefield Menafield versus Oleg Zaychuk, win or lose. <sighs> this is kind of doo-doo-ish because Oleg Zaychuk is booked, and I believe he's at middleweight now. I have to look this up real quick. I believe he has a fight booked at
0: middleweight. Was that Menafield Menif- was, was that for Menafield? For Menafield.
1: Let me just look this up real quick. Okay. Meanwhile, I know he's, I know he's booked at middleweight. I, um, I, I have a question for you while you're looking that up. but uh, um, Go ahead. Ask away. Uh, Sam Alvey. That's right. How did I forget that? He's fighting Sam Alvey <laughs> at middleweight August I think,
0: 6th. I think that's pretty easy to forget. I think <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Karolina Kovakovich uh, versus Loma. Who do you like in that one? Loma same right like it's it's crazy because you know Carolina is so much more experienced in MMA is a is a one-time UFC title challenger and is a really good striker but man hey, hey look she showed her grappling on uh on Saturday so that could be a problem maybe this maybe the second phase of uh of or this last phase of Carolina Kovacovic's career maybe uh Kovákovich, excuse me maybe she is going to show off uh more of her well-rounded game that she's not just a kickboxer So she could out grapple Loma, but I think in a straight striking battle, man, I go Loma look boon me like all the way, right? She's nasty on the feet.
1: Yeah, she really is. She's a little undersized. So that might be an issue. Yeah, But I I mean, K would probably grapple the crap out of her. So yeah, it's close. It's close.
0: Okay. But I would favor if it does, if it is, if it does like a striking like striking battle, I would definitely favor Loma. Yeah.
1: Ode Osborne versus the loser of Nam Ulanbekov. I think.
0: Oday deserves a little better than that. How did I how did I not know this fight wasn't was happening? It's I'm happening. always I'm always checking if Tyson I swear I checked earlier this morning that Tyson Dan was fighting and I I, I guess I, I don't know, must have missed just misread it. Okay. Uh,
1: Silva versus Carolina, Almeida versus Daniel Pineda, Evloya versus Bryce Mitchell, Rosenstrike versus Docus Volkov versus the Louis Pavlovich winner, regardless. Chris London, Evloya versus Taporia. Let's just go ahead and do it. throw throwing all sorts of shade at Evloya. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh undeserved. But kind of awesome. Maybe we build that fight back up. Ige versus Arosa. I don't think that can happen. I love the idea. But I think those two guys probably have epic sparring matches multiple times a week at Extreme Couture. So I don't think uh, that's happening. Uh, Almeida versus Bagdasarian. Sure. Silva versus... How about Silva versus Aldrich?
0: uh yeah you could just do that i i can see them doing that i feel like that is aldrich's role now in the ufc fair or not is that she is this again she's she's a litmus test she's a litmus test and um unfortunately she is susceptible to being finished and that's why you throw in there with the blanchfields barbers and maybe cranny silvas and even if she can come out and have a great first round and she's always in danger of just kind of her opponent turning it up and, and putting her away Selecki versus Claudio
1: Pueyas, Gravely versus Davey Grant. That's fun. Damon Jackson versus Darren Elkins. Benoit Santini versus Jim Miller. I assume that's after Jim Miller fights Bobby Green at UFC 276 on July 2nd. And then, fuck, Ridenoff fights What's Left of Neil Magny when Shafkot is through with him. Just so much confidence in Shafkot, Rachmaninoff, and... Well deserved, if we're being honest. Uh, Uh,
0: What do you What do you think of? I didn't pick this because I already. I think I picked something else for Elkins on another show. What do you think of Elkins versus Lucas Almeida? I'd watch it again. Huge, huge, enormous gap in UFC experience. But I think after seeing (laughs) that wild fight with. with Trezano, I think they're like, could he recreate that with Elkins, the master of sort of getting hurt early and coming back? And it could be another wild one. So I, I love it on, on paper. I, I, I know. Ignore the records. Or like, as far as the UFC experience goes, I love that one on paper. Gerard Biagin, Rosenstrike versus Blagoy
1: Ivanov. Evloya versus Korean Zombie in Abu Dhabi. He's just saying go right for TKZ. Do it in October. Hopefully TKZ will have enough time to get back. Danny Gay versus Sonek Youssef. Ode Osborne versus Bruno Bulldog Silva. Menafield versus Grishin. Carolina Kovacavich versus Angela Hill. I think a lot of people are on that train. Damon Jackson versus the winner of Sungwoo Choi versus Josh Koulibau. I forget when that's happening.
0: I forgot it was happening.
1: Uh, I forget when that's happening. Benoit Santini versus Manuel, uh, Manuel Torres. Aaron Blanchfield versus the winner of Cynthia Calvillo
0: versus Nina Nunes. So that okay, that fight is happening, right? That's the one that Brianna Fortino was originally involved as one of the one of the opponents, right?
1: Earlier on, and then yes. Fortino was supposed to fight Jessica Pene, and now Penne fighting the now debuting, now former Invicta champion Emily Ducote.
0: So that's two matchups that Fortino was tied to and she was she for, has was then like not yes. and now is no longer. Yep. OK. Very confusing.
1: OK, great. Yes. And what do you think of this, AK? Joe Selecki versus the winner of Patty Pimble versus Jordan Levitt.
0: Joe Selecki versus the winner of Patty Pimble versus Jordan Levitt. OK. Timing works out, obviously. Again, we're only about a month. Uh, well, I should say more closer to two months away from six weeks you know let's just be specific and say six weeks away um from that fight joe Selecki has now i'm, I'm digging deep into my rankings here joe selecky four and one in the ufc okay that's pretty damn that's pretty darn good uh so i have i haven't ranked well above jordan levitt and the and loss Patrick was a Denver. very
1: competitive fight with jared gordon
0: so I have him ranked well above. Again, once you get out of the top thirty, I mean it's a pretty close cluster. I mean from thirty to fifty to sixty, it's not like or say mid fifties, it's not like that big of a gap. I have Joe Slecky at twenty-eight in my UFC only rankings. I have Jordan Levitt at fifty-five. Patty Pimblett just ahead at fifty. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And if people if actually want actually want to see Patty Pimblett move up the rankings. A win over Joe Selecki would be really impressive. I would favor Selecki pretty heavily, and I say this as someone who thinks that Pimble is actually pretty good. Um, I like that. Who, who recommended this? Uh, this was Gerard Biagan. I like, the, Gerard, I like oh, the suggestion. A regular, of course. Gerard Biagan. Gerard, one of our, one of our, our regular odd uh, no, contributors. Uh, well done, Gerard. I, I do love that one. I would favor,
1: at least right now, I would favor Selecki against both of those guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like Patty would. Probably have the advantage on the feet, but I feel like Alex De Silva is a better striker than Patty Pimblett. I think he's yes. a more powerful striker than Definitely. Patty Pimblett and he's yep. a way better athlete than Patty Pimblett. <laughs> so it's like he took his best stuff. I mean, listen, if the points weren't taken away, this is at best a draw, but you know, you, you can't cheat forty eight times in a round and not get a point taken away. Forty seven times. Forty
0: seven yeah. times you can.
1: Yes, 47, but once you get to that 48th, we're taking that point. <laughs> we're taking suck.
0: that one point. Oh, you guys all suck.
1: Uh, <laughs> I miss you, Jason Herzog. Come back to us. Let's go to Marcus. He's got the graph ready to go, and the Lewis Pavlovich matchup has a lot to do with this this main event from this past Saturday. He likes Volkov versus the winner of that fight, Jairzinho versus the loser of that fight. He likes Evloyov, Bryce Mitchell, Almeida Venata, Silva Gatto, Osborne Molina, Menafield Roundtree, Blanchfield Andrea Lee, he's with you on that one. Mm-hmm. And then we close out with Tino Alvarez, Almeida Venata, another one there. Silva versus Cachuera, Menafield Tyson Pedro, Carolina Kovaciewicz, Loma Lepuni, another one there. Damon Jackson, Julian Aroza, I'd watch the hell out of that fight. Benoit Santini versus Rafa Garcia, not a bad pick. Tony Gravely, John Castaneda. Uh, Fakrodinov versus Preston Parsons. Slow build, I guess, for Renat. And then another Aaron Blanchfield
0: versus Andrew Lee. So, back to Uh, you, AK. There's some steam there. Uh, main event, yeah, everyone just wants to see... I I think everyone's leaning more towards the, I assume, the Lewis volkov rematch. Or maybe they want to see, um... Pavlovich testing as a top ten guy, so maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I see I saw a lot of Volkov versus Lewis Pavlovic uh, winner. So uh, for me, I really want to see the rematch. A- everyone remembers the first fight, Volkov pretty much dominating the entire thing. Lewis uh, eventually getting a swing and a bang and going and ending it. So that's a that's a classic fight. Not the fight is a classic. I mean, it's a classic example. Excuse me of a fight that should be run back because um, uh, <laughs> we really didn't learn necessarily who was truly the the better guy that night with respect to Derek Lewis. So. Um if people were kind of split I saw between Evloev of Chikotse and Evloev of Mitchell. I saw some Evloev of Arnold Allen too of course, but I think people really like the stylistic matchup with uh, Bryce Mitchell. So I understand that. Uh also probably yeah Menafield Christian has it was this, it feels like this was Menafield Christian and Menafield Kuchalaba. He's never been booked to fight either of these guys. I guess not. Maybe it's just come up on not know a lot. Maybe maybe yeah. every time Menafield fights it's 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 Kuchalaba it's Christian their schedules are probably like lined up. Um and more so than Andrew Lee, I saw a lot of Blanchfield, people kind of going with Blanchfield's call-out. Uh, uh, just guy, Macy Barber, winner, winner slash loser, one of them. Um, UFC 276, July 2nd. I agree. Smart call-out. And um, uh, very logical, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that, if that happens. It's so kind of kind of in the works, and UFC's just, just waiting to see how that one goes. All right, on Twitter, uh, footy9999 uh, has been on the show before, but not sent in picks. I believe this is their first picks. And they're saying Volkov versus Tuivasa, if he loses to Asier uh about that is rumored to be taking place at UFC um, Paris, September third. I think they would want that for the headliner. Again, nothing's nothing's official yet, nothing confirmed, um, but it does appear they're heading that's that is in the works. Uh, I mean, I should just say this doesn't count because Tui Voss is going to knock Asier out, right, Mike? I shouldn't even I shouldn't even entertain this this hypothetical.
1: Yeah, it's a terrible idea.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, listen, I think a lot of people are expecting Ty Tae to lose to Cid Gunn. but uh, I honestly think I,
1: I, at first, I hated this matchup. Like, I really hated it. There were you, a lot you, of suggestions after
0: Ty's win over. You're talking Tae Bossa Gun. You don't. You yeah. Don't oh, I got. I
1: hated it so much. I'm like, please don't do this. But I was also in the camp of. If you're going to give Ty Tuivasa a title shot, just do it now. Like, if you can't get John Jones Stipe in, in yes. the, over the summer, just give him the interim title fight and against whoever, like whoever's ready. Like, if Stipe can't fight till September, but John can fight in July, just do John Jones versus Ty Tuivasa for the interim title. Like, give this man okay. the freaking opportunity. Sure. And then they went in a completely different direction. But the more I think about Tuivasa and Gone, the more I feel like Tuivasa has a chance to win cuz Of course he does. I mean if Gon fights if if Gon fights him like he fought Jarzinho Rosenstrike, he'll win and win fi- he'll win all 5 rounds and it will not be all that competitive, but I just feel like coming off the loss to Francis and him being so young in the sport, not having experienced being on a big stage and falling short against a guy with one leg who wrestled you to win the title in such a shocking fashion. I just don't know what his headspace is going to be like. There's a very good chance that being in Paris, first UFC event in Paris, maybe he'll just be so ramped up for it that he gets in a slugfest with Tai Tuivasa. And if that happens, I would favor Tai Tuivasa to come out on the other end of that. So it just depends. I think I give Tai Tuivasa more of a chance now than I did... In February, or March, after Ty beat Derek Lewis, I like it a little bit more.
0: Listen, I- I'm a coward, and when the time comes to make my official predictions post for UFC Paris, I'm off- I'm going to pick Seattle Gone by decision. I admit it. S- gone by decision. I mean, on the you know prop will probably be like minus six hundred or something like that. Like a- a- everyone expects him to just pick Ty to apart for five rounds. I I get it. Uh, that's that's that you know based on what we've seen from both guys, a distinct possibility. But there's just something about Toevos's approach now, his his sort of laissez-faire attitude into mean, interviews, but I think that is not reflective of how he has been probably in the gym and how he's approached fights. I think he's more focused, like he's legitimately really focused and uh, better than he's ever been from a mental standpoint. And I think that's where you need to be to, to beat a guy like Gon. So uh, I I think he can knock him out. I won't be making that pick again. I'm a coward. Maybe I'll change my mind uh, if if this spell goes down September 3rd. We'll see. So, um, but yeah, uh, so sorry. The original pick was uh, Volkov versus Toribasa. If he loses the gun, I have no problem with that. And I think that is very likely. Um, It's a bit further down the road. I don't know if Volkov would want to wait that long. That's probably the main issue. Like we said, he really didn't suffer any damage in this fight. Probably wants to get back in there within the next three months. So uh, he, he he might have to wait. But um, could be could be he fights again and win or lose, ends up fighting the loser of that fight down the road. So thank you, Footy999, for that pick. Uh, all right, I'm going to run through some of these Twitter ones quickly. I don't need to read them all. Um, Ryan Doherty, I like this one. Lucas Almeida versus Nate Landworth. That's just a banger. That is a straight-up banger. Barry O'Reilly, Gravelly versus Davy Grant. That is sick. Uh, Benoit Saint Denis versus Mike Malott. Mike, quick, without looking, does Mike Malott's last name have two L's or two T's? Both. Incorrect. Oh, two T's. Crap. <laughs> this this guy is my new uh, Cody Stamen. Which, by the way, I still cannot spell that name without Cody Stamen is two. Don't don't tell me. Cody Stamen is two M's no stop it you're joking it's two n's damn it <laughs> every time i have to write anything about cody statement i have to look it up i don't know why in my brain i see two m's every i've interviewed the man like twice i've <laughs> i've written stories about him i always see two n's because can never it should it be right.
1: pronounced Cody Stamen. yes right <laughs> exactly if you're statement
0: that's two and mike malott is just I, mike lost the next one i'm never gonna get i think yeah, i'm two always t's. i know it's two t's i just gotta get rid of that second l it's 50-50 for me. I, I think sometimes I'll write it with two L's, sometimes with two T's. So if people out there who can – I guess this makes more I, – I, I'll, I'll emphasize the T's. That's how I remember Mike Malott. Yes. Mike Malott.
1: Mallets. That's Mallott. how I
0: remember Mallets. No, that makes me think two L's for some reason. No, don't, don't confuse me, Mike. <laughs> I'm easily confused. Mallott. Uh Joe Selecki versus Grant Dawson. <sighs> I think Grant's a little. I think Grant's a little
1: ahead because, okay. and, and I hate playing my MA math, but Jared Gordon beat Joe Selecki, and Grant Dawson like demolished Jared Gordon. Yeah.
0: I think Bear. I, sorry, I, I apologize to Bear. I, I, he always writes all, a lot of uh, well thought out comments. I think he mentioned that actually. He mentioned sort of the shared opponent thing, and that's why he kind of he kind of wants to see the how they match up. Uh, Carolina versus. This is loopy godinez i think you mentioned that on the post fight show like i don't remember i think you i feel like you mentioned that as an option or someone in the maybe on our youtube commenters or something
1: yeah i figured there's only really two ways to go with this you either give her angela hill for just a fun vet fight or you still use the koble former title challenger name to yeah. potentially boost up a prospect and who better right now to try to boost up than loopy godinez Gosh. so yeah
0: those are the two choices for me but i that- feel like loopy will have three fights before that's even an option <laughs> that's right again we have a solid off-ban on Lupi, unfortunately, because you just never know when she's going to pop up and take a fight. Uh, Menafield versus Jalatin Almeida. I do like this if, uh, obviously, if Jalatin is returning to light like, heavyweight. Um, it sounds like there's plans for him to maybe fight uh, Abdurakhimov, uh at heavyweight. But uh, if he does, that would be a good opponent for Jalatin. I just think he would also, man, he probably crushes Menafield at, at this point. Jalatin um, Almeida is just. Oh, he so, runs
1: over Alonzo Menafield. Yeah. This is no disrespect to Alonzo Menafield. I think Jalatin runs over pretty much anybody. Outside of the top 15 in both divisions, if we're being
0: honest. He is. He is something else. Uh, Karina Silva versus Natalia Silva. If Natalia Silva that she'll be debuting soon against Jasmine. Mike, please help me with this pronunciation. Jas DeVizius. Well, this is from you. This is from last time. Because last time I said it on the show, I butchered it. So my Canadian fighters, I'm sorry. Mike Malato. Mike lot. I will remember to spell your name correctly. Jasmine Jazavizius, I will make sure I pronounce your name correctly every time. No one. Uh, that's going on. UFC Austin, June 18th. Uh, and uh, Barry just wants to do Silva versus Silva. So, sure. I have no problem with that. Thomas Collins is with you. Uh, but specifically, Cater. Evloev versus Cater. Win, lose, or draw against Emmett. I'm not sure why not Emmett. But uh, just wants to see that matchup, I guess. Damon Jackson versus Edson Barbosa. Uh, Dax, at Pike Putt. So uh, he's thinking Almeida at heavyweight. Oof. Volkov versus Jason Almeida. If if he beats Shamil Abdurakhimov again. R- rumored to be going down September 10. You're shaking your head. No, I, I'm not, like, mad at it at all. That's probably
1: – I mean, that's pro- it's it's, to me – if Volkov waits that long, I don't think Volkov wants to wait that long. He said, "Listen, I fought for two minutes. Like, I just want to turn me right around. Let's go. I want to fight asap." I just don't know if that's going to be there for Jeltin, mm-hmm. because I think Volkov will probably have something on the books. But if not, and Romanov can't go, then yeah, that's it's going to be one of those two guys. I think
0: honestly. I was gonna- I was going to say similar to the Tuivasa possibility. That is in September. That is quite a ways away. That's a long, long time to keep Volkov on the shelf. And again, he's probably ready to fight next week if he had to. Um, Ige versus Frankie Edgar. I know I don't like to read Edgar matchups. But really the question was, do you think Ige can drop down to 145? He's pretty fit. He doesn't look like he's carrying a lot of excess weight. Um, Maybe height-wise, he's 5'7". So he's not like super tall. He's not like a super tall featherweight. Again, I, I obviously I don't know enough about Ige's diet, fitness, just body in general to make a call. Do you do you think uh Bantamweight drop is possible? I would say at this point in his career, he probably shouldn't do that. Mm.
1: But I mean, maybe Frankie would just go up to fight him. You know That's know what I mean? Like Frankie's too. out of the title Fra- Frankie is out of the title picture at 135. When he first got into at 135 even after the Pedro fight, he was if he beat Marlon Vera, he 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 might have got a title shot. Like he was that close, but now he's 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 out of it. He's out of the title discussion just because that division is just so insane right now. There's so many condemned Like there's five guys right now who you can make compelling arguments should fight for the belt next. Uh-huh. And Frankie Edgar's not one of them. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Frankie could just go Frankie should just go and f- have fun fights at this point. He should fight Dominic Cruz and that's pretty much it at 135. Or go up and just have fun fights with the Danny Gays of the world, the Calvin Caters of the world. Like, these are the kinds of fights you should be having.
0: He should also not fight anyone who's had a knockout uh, victory in the last four years. Okay. I think so. E. gets out. So, and so, yeah. And so. Is Cater. <laughs> so oh, I, Ryan I Hall it is. Next year. Wait, do you want to? I would never want to see Frankie fight Calvin Cater. Hell no. What, no why? Why would you do that? <laughs>
1: What about Frankie Edgar versus Ryan Hall down the road?
0: Down yeah, the of course. I mean, look, that's magical. I mean, I, I don't want to see. Uh, boy, I'd be very conflicted. Uh, I don't want to see Frankie Edgar get his leg torn off, but I mean, maybe that's what it takes again to, to retire. Maybe, maybe uh, it'll be a, a mercy. Um, oh, I just have to call this one out: Menafield versus Kenny Zachuku Big X. I believe they're both Fordist MMA guys, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they are. Oh, okay, so Big X, come on, come on. I mean, a cool matchup on paper, but again, I don't. I don't think that's happening.
1: You can go to Dallas and watch them spar.
0: There you go. Join the gym. Sorry about the call-out, Dax. Uh, Marcus McGahey. Again, I'm sorry. Your title did not get used this week, but I will. Uh, I will mention you as always. Evloia versus Arnold. What was Alex. his title, though? No, 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 Mike. I can't read it because you lose. That that defeats the purpose of of the title competition. Only the winning title shall be read. Okay, fair enough. I'll send. I can send it to you later. Oh yeah, I'll send it to you later. Okay. It's It's nothing, It's nothing bad. It's just. It's just again. this is. I have to have rules, and only the winning title shall be read. I want Mark. I want Marcus to take this personally. I All want right, him. Fair enough. But who's yeah, who's to, to say? Feel the burn.
1: I thought we were in this together.
0: Uh, not when it comes to naming the show. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an A.K. call. <laughs> uh, Marcus McGee. I guess I could, I could have just said to you at a time. Marcus McGee. He yeah. Uh, uh, Evljevich versus Arnold Allen. Kolgolovkевич versus Conejo. I don't mind that. I actually like that. It's just been a while since we've seen a uh, Conejo fight, but certainly uh, when she gets back in there, could do a lot worse than uh, Carolina. Uh, San Denis versus Rafa Garcia. I like that one a lot. Uh, Sean Haywood, who I mentioned before. Something that needs to be mentioned. One of the people that mentioned Damon Jackson versus Cub Swanson, so I really like that. Uh, Joe Selecki, Hinata Moicano, I think is a good one. Not bad. Uh, yeah, he's with me with Karina Silva De La Rosa. Lucas Almeida versus Derek Minner. I think Minner is dealing with a concussion, though, so that's one of those things where, boy, we just don't know when he's going to come back. Um, hopefully hopefully soon. Hopefully everything's okay with, that, with Derek Minner, but that's not a bad matchup. Steven Breider had a couple of good ones. Jeff Molina versus Malcolm Gordon and Lucas Almeida versus Melsic Bagdasarian. So some deep cuts there. Uh, Molina probably quite a bit further ahead in the rankings right now than uh, Malcolm Gordon. I know Malcolm is coming off a win, but, um, he's, yeah, a bit of a gap in the rankings. But it, it could happen again. I don't know if Jeff Melina's is at the point where he's necessarily guaranteed a top 15, top 20 guy. That's that's what I'd like to see. Um, I just don't know if that's, that's necessarily the case. Four Corner Sports NY says Ode Osborne. I, I think you're going to hate this. Ode Osborne versus the Mokaev Charles Johnson winner. That fight's going down UC London, July 23rd. I don't hate it at all. I don't hate it at all. It just depends like what you want to. It just kind
1: of depends on because like I said, I'm very high. I'm high off. He... You don't need to rush him. Like I said, and some people will disagree with me. I think he's going to be a two division champion. I think he's going to be the flyweight and the Benhamway champion. I'm that high on him, but it's not like, and let me just reiterate this. I'm not saying that this is going to happen in the next year. This is going to happen. He's one of the youngest fighters on the entire roster right now. Yes. This is like four or five years. We're going to be talking about him as a two division champion. It's going to happen, folks.
0: Just deal with it and just
1: prepare yourselves for it. We're a long way away, but it's going to happen.
0: I got to remember to ask on a ranking show like who wins the title uh, title first, uh, Aaron Blanchfield or I just, just who can t- who competes for a title first, Aaron Blanchfield or Makaia. That's, that's I think question. that's a good question. Yeah, Not so he wins. who wins? Who who gets a shot? Uh, Chris Martin, of course. who I said won the uh, uh, successfully named the show. Volkov versus Sergey Spivak, Augusto Sakai winner. That fight's going down August 6th. I, again, I almost didn't even know that was happening. Um, and I think Chris Martin used the same method I did where he kind of just went down the rankings and is like, <laughs> who has Volkov not fought? Yeah. <laughs> so it could happen again. He wants to stay busy. Or he could step in and fight one of those guys. Who knows? Selecki versus Joel Alvarez. Hashtag Joe on Joel. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Not bad. Damon Jackson versus Billy quarantillo Bill Algio winner uh, it's going down UC Long Island, July 16th. I just love that fight. So good. So good. Hayes III uh said, yeah, screw it. Volkov Romanov. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't know if there's a way to avoid it. Uh what else we got here? Selecki versus the Fajera, Drakkar close loser. Yossi 277, July 30th. Gravely versus Alejandro Perez. Yeah, I like it. Uh at Emilio plays. Blanchfield versus Eubanks, morose winner. Emilio Plays obviously wants to get in on this whole Morose controversy. So, okay. Uh, Kovalkiewicz versus Jin Fry. Excuse me. Uh, Vanessa Demopoulos winner. I just had a typo there. And he, he also likes Minifield pedro uh, Karina Silva versus Shanna Young. And Volkov versus Arlovsky. Part of me wants to see that. Kind of like a passing of the torch. Uh, Belarusian to Russian. I mean, it's not the same thing, but... I kind of want to see that. I feel like the fight has to happen before Orlovsky retires. Maybe if Arlovski wins one more, he gets that fight. All right. Let me quickly go to Instagram. My, my Instagram freaks. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have not I have not vetted these. So uh, I'm, I'm going off the, the cuff here. Dad Jackson says maybe Lucas Almeida versus Bruce Leroy. I don't mind that. I'll go to CJ here. I have Loya versus Bryce Mitchell. Someone's always got to go. Kovalkiewicz versus... Cheyenne Vallismus? Does Cheyenne not have a fight. Cheyenne does not have a fight. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, big experience really with, with Carolina. I feel like she, she could possibly fight anyone just cause she's at that point of her career where she's not a contender. Clearly she might be on her way down, uh, way out, excuse me, out of this, out of MMA. So maybe they want to try and see if they can, um, as you kind of alluded to earlier, have someone get some shine off her name. Um, Dylan shoots. Evloya versus Korean Zombie. I mean, you know, he would love to have that one. Uh, everyone is everyone is trying to get that. Alonzo Manyfield versus Jimmy Crute. I really like. It's just, I think I mentioned it another show. Jimmy Crute is, you know, he's got a surgery. He, he's went through surgery on one of his legs, so t- uh, TBD for his return. Uh, MMA heads a ton of great picks. Uh, sorry, MMA heads, I cannot read this all. Uh, MMA heads and Matt Bradbury always bringing in. Uh, awesome, awesome picks. What's jumping out at me? Koval Kavich versus Arina Karnalosi. Uh, Slecki versus Clay Guida. I can't remember if I read that one already, but I, th- I saw a few people mention that one. I do like it. Damon Jackson versus Tukugov Another Gravelly versus Grant suggestion. Man, I really want to see that one. Matt Bradbury. Uh, gosh, so many picks, so many solid picks. Oh, they said, hey, Fakratinov versus uh, Zaleski. So there you go. It's people are talking about it. How do you like this, Mike? tony gravelly versus casey kenny yeah yeah i like it i I mean casey man i I
1: wonder where casey kenny is
0: i don't know either i think a lot i think a lot of people want to know i think a lot of people want to know uh james sherwood wants to know first did zuma uh, Zuma get robbed Uh, again guys i really have to watch that fight again i do apologize i was not actively scoring what was on i was working on some other uh fight night related things um but uh, people seem to think so. We saw him make decisions. looked like about 80, 80% of the media members thought it was a uh, Zuma Golov So
1: Everybody but one picked Zuma Golov. Everyone
0: but who? Everybody but one person. So I think it was thir- oh, 13
1: of okay. 14, I think, picked Zalagas.
0: And I think there was a couple of, like, or not more than a couple of, 30, 27 Uh, Zalguses, so. yeah. uh Controversy for sure. Again, I don't think I'm going to do an official robbery review, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if I get a chance to watch it uh, before the weekend is through. Um. Fakratina versus Sergey Kandosko. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Wow. Like I just forgot he fought recently. Ben Watson versus Jai Herbert. Damon Jackson versus Dan Hooker. I don't think Dan is sticking around. At um, I, yeah, I think nah, he said he's done. Gotta, he's done at 40. Gotta go yeah. back to like, yeah, it just wasn't a good idea to go back. Uh, did we already say Joe Lucky, Alexander Hernandez? What, what's your thoughts on that? Sure. Sure. Fine. A hard. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. And last one on IG, Brandon Haley, uh, Blanchfield, Cortez to. Uh, El Jefe versus Bruno Silva. Wait, which one's El Jefe? <laughs> this is how you know my, my brain is Jeffalina. starting to Oh, that's a good nickname. Uh, O'Day Osborne versus David Dvorak. Karini Silva versus Luana Carolina. And I got one email that I wanted to save for last. From the Otno coin collector himself. He says, first of all, what a 6 out of 10 card that was. No, Otno coin collector, that's not how this gymnastic scale works. When I said a gymnastic score, that is the peak. So you would say this is a 6 out of 6 or a 6 out of 6.4. It is not – not every card is out of 10. Guys, do MMA fans not watch gymnastics? I, I find that hard to believe, Mike. Uh, guys, do you not watch gymnastics? Um, no. So I said this, the the peak score was like a 6.4, and I do think it came close to hitting that 6.1, 6.2 because it was, it was a decent card for what it was. Otno, coincollect.com, OCC, wants to say, first of all, uh, Herb Dean stopped the fight correctly. Biggie Boy was hurt, falling to his side, not engaging with his right hand, falling. I agree with all that. Saved him some brain damage for sure. Yes, again, shaky stoppage, but er, uh, shaky stoppage, early stoppage, but correct stoppage. Uh, I'd also like to say, (laughs) this is why I say this one for last, OCC, very generous. All the proceeds from this week's Otno points will go to finding uh, Mazarov a new promotion because he is trash. (laughs) OCC's words, not mine. And more than likely, he will convince them that he won against Metafield. So, uh, yeah, yeah, listen, uh, burn the tapes, right? Uh, and I'll read out all their picks because I, I, I got such a chuckle. Uh, Volkov versus Pavlovich, Lewis winner. Avloya versus Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell, only because Ryan Hall's knee is busted. So I think, um, I assume OCC means he wants to see Bryce Mitchell, Ryan Hall, uh, not, not necessarily Ryan Hall, uh Though so that'd be fun too. That would be. Ode Osborne versus Zalgus. Uh, Jeff Molina versus Mateus Nicolau. Oh, I like that. I don't know if Nicolau is a fight book. And Joe Selecki versus Mark O. Madsen. So good picks and funny comments. Thank you, O.C. for closing us out. Guys, you can reach me out. On, if you want to send me cool emails like that one, hit me up, alex.lee at sbnation.com. Or, of course, DM on Instagram at Alexander Lee, or on Twitter at Alexander Kaylee. It's open, guys. You don't have to follow me. I'd appreciate it if you did. You don't have to follow me. Just hit me up in my DMs. There you go.
1: You can find me... Or send your out open no submissions m underscore heck jr. Uh, just a reminder once again. Heck of a morning. Now 10 a.m. Eastern on the MA fighting Twitter Spaces. So West coasters, get ready. It is a
0: pay-per-view fight week after all. So we will have a lot to talk about. No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. To to now 7 a.m. Guys, it's not that early. You're getting. Up, you're getting up for, I would hope you're getting up and getting ready for work around that time. So. And and having a nice having a nice breakfast with with Mike's voice, uh, and what what days is it again this week, Mike? Uh, it'll be Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And Tuesday guess what? Little oh, spoiler,
1: was- little spoiler, you're getting Florida Mike for at least two of these shows. Oh baby! So I'm gonna be in a great mood. I'm gonna <laughs> be in a great mood. Uh, of course, UFC 275, June 11th, this Saturday, as you hear this. In Singapore, Glover Teixeira is going to submit Yuri Prohashka in the Mike, first we round. Mike,
0: we have been all in. This is big. This is big. <laughs> We've been all in saying, you know, as soon as we're, we're anointing Yuri as the, as the uncrowned king at 205, I think you and I were part of that group pushing back like, whoa, hold your horses. Jiu-Jitsu, hold your horses, please.
1: I told John Anik about my pick on the interview that will air sometime this week on the YouTube this channel. Is-
0: this is a big uh, fight. He for us. reacted
1: to uh to that in his own <laughs> way. He couldn't make a prediction, obviously, but no. Uh Valentina Shevchenko, another step towards all time greatness, taking on Tyler Santos, massive favorite. We get the rematch between Zhang Wei Li and the returning Joanny and
0: Jacek three rounds. Which I'm a lot kind of okay are, with it. I am too. So is Anik, by the way. One, the less brain damage for these women the better. Two, as we saw with Michael Chandler and Gaethje, sometimes when you have the three rounds, you go I I mean, I don't know how they could go harder than the first fight. But knowing that they don't have to save anything for two more rounds, it could be even more intense.
1: Yes. Uh Rogerio Bontarine versus Manel Cap, Jack Della, Madalena versus Ramazan Ameev. This is a main the main card fight. I was
0: about to say, I, I know, I know we don't have the full skill. Oh no, actually, no, they do That's uh, a main card announce, announce the fight. They do announce the pay yeah, main view cards well ahead of time. So yeah, good for him. Wow. Big spot for uh, Jack Della Madalena. Uh
1: Brandon Allen, Jacob Malkoon, Sungwoo Choi, Josh Kulaba. Okay. It's on UFC two seventy-five.
0: Uh Hayasir Manashat versus Steve Garcia, Jake I, Matthews. I, I, think, versus... I think he goes just by the one name, so you can just go Ma- Mahashat. I okay. believe. I, I don't because I, I, I rarely see because I've seen the matchup mentioned before. I rarely see people mention the first name. So uh, I, I mean, if I'm wrong, but I believe people will just say uh, Mahashat. Andre Fialho versus Jake Matthews. That's a
1: fun one, low key mm-hmm. banger for sure. Kyung ho Kong versus Dana Bakari. Uh Na Liang versus Silvana Gomez Horres and Jocelyn Edwards keeping. The featherweight division alive, taking on Ramona Pasquale. First fight of the night, as it stands right now. Why? Women's
0: 145? Why, why, why is this fight at 145? I mean, no, you know what? Why am I questioning it? If Ramona they don't want Pasquale, they gotta get around the card. You know? She can she can make bantamweight. weight. Why?
1: But why do that?
0: Exactly. You know what? Exactly. Yeah, no I, I, I immediately take back my 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 gasp there because yeah. If you if you got, listen, if you if you don't want to cut weight, if neither fighter wants to cut weight, who cares? Just That's right. Whatever gets them in the cage at their best. Yes. You know what? One forty five. Good for you guys. Do it. Yeah, I approve. A nice tight twelve fights,
1: which I like very much. Jose Youngs, as we record this, is on his way to Singapore. So, he will be there for all the festivities. Things are going to be at kind of wacky times compared to what we normally do. So, we will let you know scheduling-wise for all the shows. Uh, The weigh-ins apparently are going to... It's not going to be your typical two-hour weigh-in show. They're actually doing the old school (laughs) weigh-in into face-off kind of thing like we did. I mean, a lot of you listening to this right now probably don't even remember the last time that happened. So that's happening but we are going to try to plan to do uh, something as far as a quote-unquote yeah, show goes so don't worry we'll,
0: yeah yeah We'll be doing some sort of commentary just maybe not live unfortunately
1: yes and Otna will be live uh, next week as well
0: oh it's that's after right your pay-per-view so you get to what see time? our smiling
1: faces 11 a.m so
0: eastern uh oh well, us the normal time but what time the pay-per-view uh, but the pay-per-view is also going to be catering to north american time right i believe so because for them it'll just be the only it'll be like in the afternoon like in the middle of the day Oh, sorry. But in the morning, morning and middle of the day, I guess.
1: Yeah. Right now, uh, six thirty Eastern is supposed to be when the the pre. Wait, center. what?
0: So that'll be like seven in the morning for six thirty in the morning for them. They don't care. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean,
1: so listen, we're getting... if they want to rock it. If they want to, if they want to reverse it and we start at six thirty a.m. Eastern, oh, I'm fine with that. They could fun. absolutely
0: do that. That'd be so fun. Be I would love. Yeah, that, that, talk about heck of a morning. Oh, that would be morning. a heck of a morning. <laughs> so we're getting Florida, Mike, you said. And we're getting Singapore, Jose. And Singapore, Jose. <laughs> this is going to be a wild <laughs> gonna be a wild
1: week. Yes, and it's going to be a jetless week. He's on vacation. So the oh, takes dear. will be uh, a little more medium. So there you go. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll step it up. Ooh, damn. There's a teaser for you. But we got to get out of here. This exit has taken so long. But thank you all very much. UFC Vegas 56 in the books. UFC 275 going down this Saturday. Glover Teixeira will have a successful title defense against the dangerous, scary Yuri Prahashka when he submits him in the first round. And remember where you heard it. On, on to the next one. October 31st on Halloween last year when we did on to the next one following UFC 276 or UFC 267 as it was. But that's it. We'll see if my prediction comes to light. We'll see what is next for Glover Teixeira, Yuri Prahashka, Valentina Shevchenko, Tyler Santos. Zhang Lee, Yuani on J check and more. Next week on on to the next one the podcast. I forgot the golden rule. MMA is supposed to be fun. Don't take the stuff too seriously. Good at everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.